Thanks for joining us on our Over the Hump conversation. We talked with some upper administration and really dissect some big topics on campus. So let's talk about strength and conditioning. So we have Mike Striffler, the head of strength and conditioning here. I'm Evan Budrovich. And one of the first questions on everyone's minds, Coach Striff, is when kids during COVID have to go home and are, and are separated from their teammates and from coaches like yourself, a lot of different ways of training. We see even in our day-to-day -day lives, maybe more push-ups, more body weight, things like that. What did you and your staff learn from this experience about training these students when they're so far away and maybe don't have access to all the equipment they had here on campus? Uh, thanks for having me on, Evan. Um, to answer your question, um, we had to get creative for sure. Uh, we go from having extensive contact with our athletes throughout the year, um, you know, with, with our equipment on campus to now sending them home. And it's like some people have, you know, their own home set up with, you know, a rack, some free weights, uh, some may have bands and then others just they have essentially what they can do body weight and then if they can get creative with things around you know around their home or you know whatever they have access to um we were fortunate in the regard that we utilize an online platform uh called team builder that we were able to program for a lot of our teams as we do on campus to have body weight options and weighted options so that they could kind of pull from either depending on what they had equipment uh, wise and then they could also utilize you know a body weight if that's all they had access to we really just got creative as a staff so you know we're fortunate to have a, a great staff here uh, so everybody in contact with their student athletes and kind of getting a feel for what does everyone on their team have access to uh, and then kind of catering to those athletes if you have access to this hey these are what we can do uh, if you have access to basically nothing other than um, you know, body weight. Um, then we got, you know, creative within that avenue as well. And then also uh, got a little bit more outside of the box and less confined to the weight room, started really utilizing, um, you know, outdoor modalities. And then for, you know, a lot of our field and court sports, sprinting, um, jumping, things that we can do that don't require actual free weight or any equipment that we can utilize. So, different plyos uh, and different jump variations, different sprint modalities. And then also from, you know, like a conditioning aerobic capacity standpoint, um, kind of allowing them to, whether it was on a field, uh, they were utilizing street, a parking lot, getting creative, I think was the biggest thing, but trying to give them some semblance of structure throughout the week because they went from having, you know, complete structure from, you know, a class, a, a training standpoint, and then a practice standpoint to, hey, now I'm at home, I'm away from campus, and then everyone's going through, you know, a, a challenging time with a global pandemic to where it's like, how do you now cope with that, but give them some semblance of structure at home? That's a great point, too, because I think we all go through it, especially in, in March and April and May. And it's neat because Campbell football had an opportunity, a lot of the kids were tiered coming back to campus starting in mid-June. So Striff, with your experience interacting with these kids and, and seeing them come back in these phases, if you will, what were some of the challenges and, and what were steps you guys were able to take to preserve uh, not only the sanctity of the weight room, but also the cleanliness and keeping things organized for these teams? So from like a return to training standpoint, and then I'll get to, to kind of our, our next step in the invasiveness of, of cleaning and, and like player and, and staff safety that we took. Um, it was really understanding that we just had the biggest cessation of training that any of our athletes had, particularly our football guys. I go from, you know, we just had finished up winter workouts and we're preparing to start spring ball. 
when uh, we transitioned everybody off campus and, and home, and they were home for anywhere from three and a half to upwards of five months. So with access to maybe minimal equipment or no equipment, so understanding, and we have athletes from different states as well in each state's protocol and, and um, you know, what their guidelines were, were different. So bringing them back, having to assume that, um, you know, we had guidelines that were outlined for us from, you know, the National Strength and Conditioning Association and then the Collegiate Strength and Conditioning Coaches Association as well that were joint guidelines that as far as phase-in plans. And then we worked in conjunction with our athletic training staff as well about uh, onboarding and returning our athletes back. But just, you know, taking where we were at our highest point in, you know, uh, a tra traditional off-season, so looking back at what were our off-season, you know, uh, training volumes, uh, intensities, and then regressing to, you know, half that, if not less than half of that for just a general starting point and really gauging where they're like, less is more. Like we were bringing them back, but understanding that you can't go right back to where you were. So trying to gradually bring our, our guys back, particularly with football, we knew we were looking at, because um, at that point in time, we were looking at, you know, competing for a full 11. So it's like, hey, we're trying to bring our guys back in a safe and sound manner so that we're not now taking them off of a global pandemic and putting them into, now we have soft tissue injuries uh, and then more extensive stuff to where it's like, yeah, we got you back, but then we found a way to break you. Um, so trying to now make sure that we're, we're doing our biggest thing is ensuring, um, you know, athlete safety and development as well. Um, so phasing them back in in a sound manner. And then it was uh, with such a tiered approach because of the numbers that it was like we had, you know, different programs going on at different times. Um, and, but it was, it was good being able to get them back. Um, so that was a unique approach, but one we felt was highly necessary from bringing them back off of such an extensive layoff and making and, sure. And Strif, not to, not to cut you off there, but I am curious because you're, you're phasing these kids back, you're getting them ready to perform, but then there's also the caveat of, well, now we got to make sure the equipment's sanitized and that things are, properly in the COVID standpoint, not just splitting up training groups and trying to manipulate things from that standpoint. Yeah, that, I mean, like that definitely created a, uh, another unique uh, portion to, to everything phasing back in was not only the, the onboarding of the athletes after such a long layoff, now it was getting into, okay, like this is what our protocol looked like. Our athletes were getting screened on a daily basis when they got to the facility um, from, with our athletic training staff. Um, and then making sure that, you know, we're coaching in mask. Uh, we did not ask our athletes to uh, train in mask. Uh, we had, you know, obviously a little bit of concern with breathing with mask on. Now, if an athlete wanted to, by all means, that was a, a personal choice. We weren't gonna um, ask them not to, but also not asking individuals to, to go through, you know, like sometimes some physically challenging uh, training sessions with a mask on, um, but then, minimizing numbers in the weight room uh, based on capacity, uh, significantly less than what we had in the past, uh, copious amounts of sanitary wipes uh, and constantly wiping down equipment, minimizing sharing of equipment. Uh, and then we would go through and build in um, cleaning times after we finished a training group to, we would use a fogger machine to disinfect the weight room, extensively wiping down, um, our facility uh, between sessions and we had to face you know multiple groups throughout the day 
Uh, and then we even rotated things uh, as a staff on number of people on the floor from a coaching standpoint, just trying to minimize cross contact between groups. Uh, we usually try to pair guys based on living situation and then keeping guys in their same group consistently. So like you ran with the same guys you trained with uh, and trying to, to minimize the overlap as best we could. Um, so, I mean, it definitely took, you know, more extensive approach from a, a setup and then obviously on the tail end of making sure we cleaned uh, and then just advocating for our guys, particularly with our football guys to, to wash their hands and, and um, we kept them out of the locker room as well. So we didn't have the shared spaces. So trying to make sure that we minimize the, the overlap as best we could. Strifford, and one of the elements too of this, this whole pandemic, I think it's fascinating, is kind of the personal interaction and these groups coming back together and learning to interact. For, for your industry, especially from a strength coach standpoint, where that personal dialogue is so important and being able to trust your athletes and them to trust you, what has that process been like of having these kids now back on campus, especially with the fall sports and many of the spring sports going back to their workouts and just trying to build that dynamic again and, and keep pushing it forward? I think a little... Uh might say odd at first because it's like you're seeing somebody you haven't seen in a long time. Um, but then once you kind of got back off of the, the uniqueness of coming from the situation we're in with everyone being at home for such an extended period of time, it, you kind of fell back into it was uh, kind of picking up where you left off almost. It's like seeing, uh, you know, like somebody you haven't seen in a long time. It's kind of like getting a feel for uh, like, hey, this is, you know, a different situation. But then we fell back into uh, you know, adjusting to our new normal and getting back into training. I, I thoroughly loved it as our staff did having all of our athletes back. And then it's great just to have that uh, kind of that camaraderie and being able to now like interact again with each other face to face as opposed to, to a Zoom call or to a phone call to check in how they're doing. Striffler, you and your staff, the, the swole humps, as you guys are, are called on Twitter, have not only a fairly large number of staff members, kind of doing some innovative technology in terms of tracking uh, different programs and keep an eye on athletes more than just what people may see. So I guess the, the curiosity always is, how do those programs benefit student athletes and what are some areas you guys are focusing on here this fall? So, I mean, we've really in the past couple of years uh, tried to integrate technology in a number of ways. Um, you know, our, our soccer programs have both and our women's lacrosse programs in the years past have utilized uh, GPS with their their training and, and really started to to tier and structure their their on field sessions um, to make sure we're constantly putting our athletes in in good positions. And then we integrated that same technology this year with football as well. So uh, utilizing player tech with our uh, football program as well. And that's been a great addition now for being able to get constant feedback on training sessions and practice sessions as well to see, uh, to start paying attention to load management, um, especially coming back up of where we are um, from such a, a unique off season that we had. Um, you know, we touched on our team builder that we've utilized in both facilities now for online training program uh, platform. And we've also utilized uh, some of the, we got a couple free lap timing systems as well now so that we're constantly getting um, feedback on our training sessions to where they're less subjective of how we feel as a staff that they're going, that we're getting, you know, uh, quantifiable numbers on whether it's a speed driven session uh, or now like thinking the GPS, like, Hey, what was our total distance coverage? Where are we spending time in far, as far as speed zones go? Uh, and then making adjustments based on what the session is. Cause we have our, 
what our plan was going into a session. And now we're getting feedback more extensively as to what, what actually occurred on the, on the field or on the court to where now we can make adjustments. And, um, you know, we, we've been fortunate to have such a great staff like Alex Keogh does a fantastic job um, with our Olympic sports and, and, and with his uh, integration of technology with men's and women's soccer as well. So he's been a great uh, resource for me with now utilizing this with football. Striffler, finally, it's neat, too, because, of course, we know you from your days on one of the original football teams, but your brother, who is a standard offensive lineman, Brian, is now on the staff working with the football team. And, and what's it like to have that family, not only with your wife, of course, working in the department, but now your brother and, and being able to work with the football team so extensively? It's been awesome. Um, I mean, it, he, we were fortunate to have him as an athlete, and he was a great athlete here for us. And then um, he spent some time with uh, University of Florida's football program and then has been at Sacred Heart where uh, Matt Rodriguez was from uh, as well. So, you know, as we, we brought Matt on, Brian went to Sacred Heart for, for two years and finished his master's and was a, a graduate assistant for them. And been absolutely phenomenal having uh, Brian back on with us. He's been a great addition, um, you know, not only to working with our football program, but with our strength staff. Um, it's kind of nice because he has an idea of, uh, you know, what I'm looking for and what we're looking to do as a staff. So it's kind of, you just, you're bringing another, uh, good component into the puzzle and he can kind of now just be another, uh, extension of me and our staff with our programs. Um, so it, it's, it's a unique situation. Not everybody can have, uh, you know, uh, a situation afforded to them to where they get to work with a family member or, you know, their, their younger brother. So uh, I think we just both. Uh, know that it's a unique situation and then uh, just take advantage of the time I get to spend with them. Um, and, and I'm just blessed to be able to have that opportunity. Stripler, it's always incredible to, to pick your brain about things like this. And, and it's nice to see kids back training, not only on the field, but also in the weight room. So we really appreciate the time. Absolutely. Thanks, Evan, for having me on.